Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. This week, we're discussing how practicing Ayurveda can calm your anxiety and infuse more hope into your life when things become too much. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. It's so good to be with you again this week and to cover conversation, digging deeper into Ayurveda on hope and help and calming anxiety. Yeah, such a helpful understanding to look at our individual nature, to realize that there's so much we can do to help ourselves. Sometimes anxiety feels so heavy, so stark, can feel quite terrifying. And I was looking through some messages in our group this week of members who are supporting each other and living with different challenges. And it made me think of the wisdom and hope that Ayurveda offers. And Ayurveda teaches that high vata in the mind manifests as fear, alienation, and anxiety. And when this happens, when we're in that high vata place, we might experience insomnia, body tremors, palpitations, an overall feeling of just being completely unsettled. And our moods, we might be very moody. We might be all over the place with with our moods. And it gives us a wealth of information about how we can calm vata. And we have talked about calming vata in the past, but we're going to dig just a little bit deeper. And for this example, one key challenge that we are all facing is that the way we live tends to increase vata. So we need to make some adjustments. Yeah. And we need help. We need support with that. We need some understanding. It took me a long time to get my head around Ayurveda when I first started studying it, the terminology, the different outlook. So I think it'd be good to back up here for just a few seconds. We've got lots of new listeners at the moment. So welcome to our new listeners and to explain that Ayurveda is India's ancient science of life, which teaches a wealth of information on all areas of our life, nutrition, psychology, everything. And it teaches that we all have different mind-body types made up of the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. So when we talk about the vata type, as we just mentioned, vata is one of those three body types, and it's made up of air and ether. So it's a very light, creative, airy, ethereal, spacious, changeable, wonderful body type that happens to be the one that's most prone to anxiety when it's elevated. And as we've explained on previous episodes, whatever body type we might be, Vata can become and tends to become elevated in all of us. So this week, we're not getting too technical. We're just looking at the hope Ayurveda offers in understanding ourselves and giving a different perspective on how our mind works and how we can support it. And one of the ways that we can do that is through Ayurvedic counseling. And Ayurvedic counseling deals in four primary areas. Physical factors, this is where we're looking at diet and herbs and exercise. Psychological factors, impressions, emotions, thought. Social factors, which include our work and recreation, and relationships, and then, of course, spiritual factors that include yoga and meditation. 
It's a full spectrum counseling and support, and it's just so potent. Yeah, so incredibly compassionate and individualized and supportive. That was the first thing that struck me about Ayurveda was firstly, there are things we can do. We're not just held hostage to anxiety. We don't have to wake up in the morning and feel that crushing dread that anxiety can bring. And then the fear that, am I going to be like this forever? Are these my mornings from now on? Am I going to be coping with this every day for the rest of my life? Ayurveda teaches that, no, it doesn't have to be that way forever. And there are things we can do to help ourselves to change that. So I find that really empowering. That's where the hope comes with Ayurveda. It's very respectful of our individual nature. It gives incredible insights into our individual nature, and it encourages us to be self-explorative and self-healing and to be proactive in our own healing. So it's a partnership. When you work with a Vedic counselor, you're sitting shoulder to shoulder, making the journey together, and you have the support, but your input in your own healing journey is so valuable. And this is where self-understanding naturally leads to self-care. And if you've listened to us for any length of time, you know how important self-care is to our mind, body, and soul, and how much we preach self-care whenever possible. This is where we can practice looking for habits and choices that don't serve us well, looking for unwanted looping thoughts and negative thought patterns is something that creates so much suffering. Uh, noticing what disturbs our minds and emotions so that we can move away from that, right? Move away from the habits and choices and, and things that come up. And it does take time, but the more we notice, the more we're aware of what's going on, this is where we can make the adjustments that we need to so that our emotional health is much lighter and so that we're not being pulled into the past or pulled into those unwanted looping thoughts and negative patterns. Yeah, it's a wonderfully validating experience when we are able to start noticing our patterns, noticing how we might be contributing to our own anxiety when we're out of balance, noticing how our environment might be contributing to our anxiety. When we're really anxious, we're so caught in the whirlwind of the experience of anxiety that it's hard to get a foothold and hard to get that pause to look at what we might be able to change. But really, that's what Ayurveda is encouraging. And sometimes we need some coaching support with that, some outside support. Exploring that with any counsellor is helpful. Talking to somebody who can hold space and validate your experience. It doesn't matter whether they're an Ayurvedic counsellor or not. Any good counsellor can help you find that pause to explore. And then we'll notice sometimes there are really simple things that we can change. We might find that we're made more anxious by noise. And it might simply be getting some noise-cancelling headphones or earplugs to adjust our environment. It might not be the answer to all our anxiety, but it might take it down a notch. And that's what we're looking for when we're working to support ourselves is finding these areas where we can make adjustments that's going to make it a bit easier and another one that's going to make it a bit easier. And then over time, our whole experience changes. And that's a gift that we give ourselves. And then it's all the more hopeful 
and all the more empowering. It makes me think of a story that recently came up for my son. He has to have earplugs or headphones when he's at school. It helps him focus, do his work, not really key in on all of the different noises and things that are happening in the classroom around him. And he'd forgotten the earplugs and the headphones died. And he had a choice to either leave or somehow figure out a way to solve, solve what was going on um, because it was really starting to cause so much stress. And he took a break and he got some fresh air and he walked through what he needed to do and had a conversation with the professor and was able to stay briefly, get what needed to get done, and then be on his way. And I just share that because it's an example of how you can look after yourself. And sometimes we have to leave, and sometimes we can stay in those uh, situations. But even though he had those things that he needed, he didn't have the backup, right? Yeah. If we know what disturbs our mind and emotions, we do the best to make sure that we can look after ourselves. And sometimes if things go awry, you still can work things out. Yeah, because when we're exploring our own nature with compassion, we're giving ourselves greater flexibility. We're giving ourselves a broader palette of responses. There's um, a monk I really like to listen to, and he talks about dealing with challenging situations. And he says, you have three choices. And we're firefighting and we're running in high anxiety. We're not aware of our three choices. We've just got the get out of here or feeling that we're not going to cope and we're going to have some kind of episode and we become very fearful. But I find him really helpful to listen to. And his three choices are in a challenging environment, mitigate, change what you can, tolerate, if you can, and emigrate, if you can't do the other two and it's not working, then leave. Mm -hmm. But you've got those three choices. And really, that's very in line with how Ayurveda works. It gives us these different choices in all areas, lifestyle adjustments, nutrition adjustments, even our behaviors, how we act, how we respond. It gives us this palette of responses that means we're never just held hostage to one reaction. Right. Which usually doesn't serve us well and is not what we want anyway. So, yeah, those situations, I'm also uncomfortable with noise. I always have earplugs with me and headphones. And that's something I need to do that helps me feel more comfortable. But sometimes we might have misplaced something and then we need a backup or sometimes a situation changes. And we need to find a different response. But that's all growing. It's leaning in. What you just shared about how your son handled that, for him, it's a growth experience, isn't it? It's a leaning in. Totally. Yeah. And that, that was the thing, too, because I got the text, Mom, I'm having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And so we just started communicating back and forth and to the best that he could at that point. Mm -hmm. But even that, even reaching out to somebody that you that you love or that has your back is a great place to start, isn't it? Definitely. It's brave, it's honest, and it's going to get you the help. 
it shines light on what, on those recesses of our mind that can feel very dark and frightening. Sure. And then once you get yourself in a space of feeling just a little bit more comfortable, you can start to make choices. I'm hoping that that sharing it might help somebody listening in who also has those struggles that come up. Yeah, I think it's important to share. And also it highlights how we open this episode talking about vata in the mind and how one of our challenges is that the very world we're living in, the environments we're usually or often in, tend to increase vata. So noise is one of those things that, that can increase that that vata energy in the mind and that can bring our anxiety up. So it's a really practical example. And I think that for me is definitely the focus of this episode is is the practical approach of finding hope so we don't feel that we are stuck with anxiety and that's it and we're in that awful dark place. There are many things in our environment that increase vata, cold, change, noise, social media, screens and noise everywhere. All of those things increase vata, late nights, loss of sleep, and they're all things that we can look and see. How can I change that? First of all, how can I respect that that has that effect on me, that impact on me, without feeling that I'm less than? Because that's part of our makeup, according to Ayurveda. So it doesn't mean we're crazy. It doesn't mean we're substandard. It doesn't mean we're not coping. It means we're noticing things that affect us, and we're going to make changes so that we feel more comfortable. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we can talk things through. And BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how you can set boundaries, and it also empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's sometimes just helping you get on the path of your life or on a different path of your life with the help of somebody who knows how to support you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Slayer today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Slayer. Before the break, we were talking about self-understanding leading to self-care. And now we're going to switch gears and talk about the tricks of the mind that can hold us in anxiety. Yeah, two key tricks to look out for that the mind tends to play. And the first is thinking that nothing works. The mind will tell us this isn't going to work. The mind might tell us that, you know, people don't understand our situation or it would just be disinclined to try things. So that's the first trick of the mind. Nothing works. It will tell you nothing works. So to defy that, that untruth and make your choices and have a go, pick something and have a go anyway. And the second trick of the mind is isolation. It tends to hold us 
in isolation with our challenges, which again is why it was so good to hear that your son called you and shared what he was going through because he's breaking that isolation tendency. The mind will tell us we're different. There's something uniquely wrong with us that can't be fixed or that no one will understand. And so then we're held alone with our problems. So two tricks to look out for and find ways to work with. And some thoughts that we often hear are, I will never be free from panic attacks. Or I know I'm stuck with anxiety for life. Or I've tried everything and nothing works. And while I understand that some days it feels like that, these are beliefs. They're not facts. And beliefs can be changed. And what we know is that freedom from anxiety begins when we challenge those beliefs and look beyond them. When we challenge those tricks of the mind. That changes everything. Yeah. The mind's really tricky. Again, this is something we talk about a lot. The mind has a negativity bias left to its own devices. India's ancient wisdom teaching, the Bhagavad Gita, teaches that our mind can be our best friend or our worst enemy. And it tends to be our worst enemy. And that's something really to think about, literally worst enemy. What does that feel like? The mind knows all our fears, all our worries. It's got all the information on us, but we're not our mind. And we can use our intelligence to rise above our mind. That's the teaching of Vedic wisdom. So beliefs aren't facts. And our mind likes to think it's in control. And it's a crafty ventriloquist that likes to try and convince us it's in control, but it isn't. And there's another teaching about the mind which I find really helpful, is that our mind tends to behave like a ship heading for the rocks that can't or won't change course. It's just going to say, there's the rocks, and feel really disturbed and just head straight for them. But our intelligence is capable of seeing danger and avoiding it. And Ayurveda teaches that we can practice living more from our intelligence. It's a constant adjustment. It's constant work. But once we accept that and we're willing to do the work, it gets a lot easier and it gives us much more control and freedom of choice and sometimes a really nice sense of triumph that we've overcome some adversity or a difficult day and we've given that gift to ourselves. Mm, I love that. And this is where we're going to delve into the importance of developing compassion and acceptance for yourself. Because when you see anxiety as an enemy or personalize it by saying that you hate it, uh, that you can't live like this, that this is this awful adversary, you're giving anxiety power over you. And it becomes something that you have to fight, something that you resent. This is when feeling this way about anxiety will put you in a victim mindset. And this is when you feed your anxiety and exhaust yourself. And it's this loop, this cycle of pain. And 
We've all done it. It's the default setting of a suffering mind. You don't like how you feel, so you declare it. I hate this. I don't want to feel this way. But anxiety isn't a personal enemy. It's not listening, and it's not going to back off and leave you alone. Your relief comes from when you change your thinking and change your actions. That's where you start to have relief from anxiety. And it's not easy, but it's a wonderful thing once we start practicing and making those changes. And it's a great thing to share as well. I welcome anyone, if you're not already a member, to come and join our private Facebook group. It's full of extremely kind, brave individuals sharing their challenges, sharing their triumphs, cheerleading each other on. So please come and share if you need a hand or if you've got something to share. Really important to break that spell of anxiety. Hang out with people that can give encouragement, that can share their positive experiences and and just break that hold of fear that anxiety can have in the mind when the mind tells us nothing's going to work and you're stuck like this. It's not true. We just need to keep seeking help and we need to keep trying. And trying to stay in the present moment as much as you can. Because often that feeling will come up, you know, that feeling in your, in your belly or that feeling in your heart where you're like, oh no, here it comes again. And you take yourself back to another experience or to another time when things were really hard. You maybe had an anxiety attack or something that, that really took you out. And being in the present moment and knowing what to do, you can stop that from happening. You can use the tools. You can take action by getting away from the past and saying, okay, even though this has happened before, that doesn't mean that it's going to happen again now. I know what healing work I need to do. I know that I might be in the space where I need to do some breathing, where I need to do some tapping. Maybe I need to rest and listen to a guided relaxation, change things up, get some fresh air, whatever that is. You're equipped with these tools and you know that. So you're not in that place of recreating what you've already experienced from your past. Yeah. Another trick of the mind is if we've had a negative or frightening experience, the mind becomes hypervigilant and it will look for what's the same. Mm-hmm. And recreate that anxiety. And one way to remedy that is to do what you've just said, Shan, um, to look for what's different and to tell your mind, you know, I appreciate your concern, but here's what's different now. I've learned this. I've got this technique. I've got this tool. I've got this support. I've gained this experience. Yeah. It's as simple as a mathematical equation. If anxiety is saying two and two equals four, and we change one of those twos to a different number, is not going to equal four anymore. We have to change the equation. Anxiety looks for what's the same and then says, here we go again. And our intelligence can say, no, we don't. Because since that happened, I've learned this. Mm. And I've got different things to try. And that breaks the spell. Right. I love that breaking the spell. Mm. And lastly, adjusting our environment will give us peace of mind. If we reach out and, and share time with good company, a good friend, uh, listening to healing and calming sounds and music, 
the birds have been singing every morning here in northern Michigan, finally, after so much silence over the winter. And just hearing them brings so much lightness. Yeah. We, we talk about music a lot and the importance of music lifting you up and transporting you from some place that might be dark and scary to a lighter, happier place. We know that light is important. Daylight, sunlight, candlelight, different scents that you like, whether that be uh, flower fragrances or incense or essential oils or just being outside and, and smelling the earth. We know that having plants in your environment will make a difference. Being in your garden, there's so many ways to adjust your environment. Yeah, we need to make it as comfortable and safe feeling and supportive as we can. These are just the little things that we can do, the things we can change and the things we can improve. And they have a stronger effect on the mind than you might think, especially incoming support through the senses like essential oils and music, birdsong, different calming sounds. We're using our senses then to bring different experiences into the mind for the mind to process, and it helps lift it, helps lift the mind up. Bringing in some creativity, some fun, some sense, some sounds, warmth, soft bedding, stretching, remembering to move. Don't let anxiety pin you to the bed or pin you in a chair. Move, free yourself. All these things help greatly over time and often much more than we realize, which is why we often recommend journaling. So you can keep note, keep note of your progress and the changes you're making for yourself. Well, thank you for another excellent episode, Ananga. It's always wonderful to spend time with you and to all of our listeners. We hope that you found this podcast supportive. Very soon, we're going to be launching a brand new course on Ayurveda. We'll keep you up to date on that. We expect that we'll have that available in May. In the meantime, if you love our podcast, consider becoming a patron and you can get over 150 guided relaxations, tapping sessions, and Ayurvedic teachings for calming anxiety. Visit patreon.com slash anxiety slayer.